Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. This is a really important episode. We're following up last week's about shame Mm -hmm. and shame cycles and how to be more aware of when you might be in shame. Yes. Especially as a couple in a relationship. Right. But these are really, this is really important. I'm, I'm glad we're doing an episode on, on increasing our sense of self-worth. Mm-hmm. Probably if there's anything I could do really, really well for my clients, it would be this. Right. I would be happy to do a good job of this more than anything else. Yes, yes. And so we're, we're going to probably have two episodes on this mm-hmm. because there's a lot to go through, but it's all really good and really important. And I as already... We're... Increasing our self-worth and our self-esteem, right? Then that will decrease the shame that we have. Right. Which I kind of believe, having done this maybe for a little bit now, we're never going to eliminate our shame. I think it's almost like a condition of mortality. Mm -hmm. But we can certainly decrease it to where it's not the impact it is now. Or it's not nearly as powerful. Yes, and and have the skills and the tools that when it does show up, we know what to do, yep. we know how to work through it and process it and all of that. Yes, so let's talk increasing our sense of self-worth, which we Yay. could call self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of how the literature identifies self-worth as self-esteem, but I kind of like to separate them because your self-worth is fixed. It's your self-esteem that you struggle with. Good point. It goes up and down, but your worth is 100%. Yes. It's done. It's finished. So increasing your sense of self-worth or your self-esteem. Some really good things here. And by no means is this a comprehensive list, but I think But there's enough that we're going to do two episodes on it. So there's a lot there. Yes. Okay. So the first thing we want to talk about, we've mentioned before... Right. And I think in our first episode, yes, ever, um, where we want to stay focused on your worth coming from being rather than doing. Right. This is so critical. Yes. So critical. Not a human doing. And how differently you see yourself and the world when you start to separate people. It makes who they are someone you can love despite what they do. Yes. And the patterns that have probably hurt you a lot. Right. But in this instance, we're actually applying it to ourselves. Yeah. So what you've done has nothing to do with your worth and your value. You are a person that is lovable and loving yourself in that space is so critical Um, and that's just a fixed space. You can love yourself regardless of the choices that you've made and that the things that you're doing are separate from that. 
especially as you continue to learn and grow. And, and the phrase that I really, really like that sometimes I'll have clients add to their affirmations is I'm doing the best I can with what I have. And that's okay because mm. we put so much on us to be doing more all the time. Um, and if we had more, we would do more. If we had more time, if we had more energy, if we had more uh, knowledge or experience or you name it. And so mm -hmm. we need that compassion towards ourselves. You are doing the best you can with what you have. Thankfully, though, no matter what you do, your worth is still 100%. And you yes. are separate from what you do. So that's an important kind of first principle in my mind for right. increasing our sense of self-worth. Right. Absolutely. Another idea I really like and is important is making time, not taking time, right? Making time. <laughs> There's a difference to yes. ponder and discover your life's purpose and then how to consistently live that purpose. This right. sounds kind of almost cliche, right? Your life's purpose. Yeah. Like, ooh. But if you have a sense of what that is and you're doing it, you will feel better about yourself. Right. Right. It's being able to have these goals and aspirations and living up to them, but it's almost like this higher level because it's like a purpose, right? For right. your existence. Right. Yep. And so I think that's really, it's really powerful to have that. Sometimes we don't have that. You know, we kind of think often, in, yes, in small, <laughs> yes, that's probably a better way to say that, right? We think in these small term goals that we have, but we're not really thinking about the bigger overarching like purpose of our existence that we have decided this is what I want to contribute yeah. to the world. Yeah. And something that can help is I'll ask clients to imagine their own funeral um, and what they would want to be said about them. Right. And it's probably not about money and it's probably not about some of these other things that we're <laughs> pushing so hard for. But if you can step back and consider something like that, or what would my obituary read? Um, and that can help us to figure out how do I want to be remembered? What's my legacy? And am I living that? Right. So your life's purpose is an important part of this. Mm-hmm. And feeling good about yourself. Yes. Yes. I feel like we're just like busting these out here. This is good. <laughs> I think some of them we've kind of talked about before, so it makes it a little easier to go through. But um, another one is making peace with your failures. Uh, things that you're ashamed of, things that ha you have shame about that you would take back, you would want to do differently. Um, and making peace with those things. So it sounds easy. Make peace with right. your failures. How do you make peace with your failures? Yes. But we all have them, right? Mm -hmm. Any one of us at any time, if asked, could say, okay, this is what I'm the most ashamed of in my life. Yes. This is where I really dropped the ball. This and this and in high school. And then again, when I, yep. yeah, we, we could rattle them off. But how do we make peace with them? The coal, like we've talked about coal before. If you remember, the coal approach, yep. That is. Um, to be curious, O is open, A is accepting and loving, um, or A is accepting and then L is loving, right? And so as we're going through and we're noticing like this thing that I have shame about giving your being curious about what, 
what happened there? What were like maybe the circumstances around that, that led me to make that choice? Right. Like what are maybe things that I don't realize about my personality or about my life circumstances that would have led me to that space? Yeah. Right. Um, understand, like seek for that. It's like seeking for understanding yeah. that we do in couples, right. Where we want to do that with our partner, but you're doing that with yourself being really curious about, Oh, how did I get to that space? Yeah, exactly. Um, and recognizing, you know, the cold approach is so great because there's no judgment. There's no criticism. This is how you've likely been viewing your failures with a lot of criticism and mm -hmm. judgment, making you, you know, uh, a bad person or not lovable or not worth it. Right. But the cold approach says, no, wait a minute. Look at this. Like Sherry's talking about, um, when you understand the story, Yes. If you really understand someone, they make sense. You it can apply sense. this to yourself. Uh -huh. Yeah. And you have to, and you think about, you know, I have failures that go all the way back to like elementary school. Now you think <laughs> about how sad that is that we're hard on ourselves right. when we're in like third and fourth and fifth grade. Right. We're just We kids. know so little. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're kids and we have faults and, and weaknesses and imperfections, but we're not um, compassionate towards those. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you can do this very well as a child, but I think as an adult, right. you have a much greater capacity. And so we need to apply this more loving, compassionate kind approach to our failures. Yes. Experiences, yes. memories, what's happened. Yes. Um, separate from maybe a restitution or amends process, it doesn't mm -hmm. mean there may not be work to do to repair relationships, mm -hmm. but it has to start with you yourself. Yeah. And I think if you, when you really understand again and you make sense, like, Oh, that makes sense because this and this and this, then when you couple that with that, my worth is not connected to what I've done. Right. There's a lot of releasing of yeah. shame that can happen Yes, through that experience. And Try it on something that you feel a lot of shame around. And then a couple days later, think about that experience again. And you'll be surprised to find that you do feel differently about it. Mm -hmm. You took a different approach. You considered different angles. You were curious. You were open. You were accepting. And you're showing up more in loving kindness towards yourself. And that experience will begin to feel differently. Right. And I think also then combining that with this... Um can't remember if it's on our list or not, but that mistakes are totally part of the growing process. Like there's no, um, value to those, you know, there's not a negative value, like mistake equals bad, right? Yeah, right. It's just, and success isn't equal good. It's just right. all this process of learning and going and finding that appropriate balance in life. And so you kind of fall and you're like, oh, okay, I just need to do something a little differently mm -hmm. instead of I'm horrible. Right. Right. So when you kind of incorporate that into it with this looking at your life's purpose, right. You can see how all these things start to work together that, that this thing that I did that I'm so shameful about, actually it makes perfect sense under the context and it was a great learning experience for me right. and fits in this space of my life purpose because now I'm going to be able to do this differently towards that greater life purpose and being right. my higher self. Right. Which makes purpose out of those mistakes, which transforms yes. them. Yes. It's like Mark Twain 
said, we get to the right place by making the wrong decisions. And this is true. <laughs> it is, is it not? You, and it even totally if you got is. to the right place making all the right decisions, you wouldn't even know it. You wouldn't mm-hmm. know it's the right place. So yeah. compassion. Yes. Another, <laughs> this is an important one, especially in a recovery process, which we see right. a lot of, but committing to complete honesty having integrity and living your values. That one, especially, I kind of like to think of that as like the ladder value upon which all other values hang. You Mm -hmm. have to have integrity. Um, believe it or not, increasing the honesty in your life will make you feel better about yourself. It cannot be missed in this process of how do I feel better about me? You have to be honest. Mm -hmm. There is no way around it. In fact, there are therapies based on honesty. Yes. That is the core <laughs> of the whole therapeutic intervention. Um, so being honest and really committing, which really ought to happen pretty early in any process of recovery anyway. Right. And you can see how even if this, you know, even if your thing that you have shame about isn't related to an addiction or things like that, how really critical that integrity and honesty is, right? Anytime that we're not living in reality right? We're going down a completely different path. You can be working really hard in a, in a direction that's not going to be useful for you. And until you're willing to kind of come into that space and be fully honest, like, Oh, I am not living my values in this space totally. Or, Oh, I am missing this piece. Right. When you're not, when you're not willing to do that, there's no space for harmony within yourself and growth toward your best self. Yeah. And when you're in those spaces of anytime you're in a space of denial or a space of that isn't reality, right? Your esteem of yourself is going to suffer because your soul knows you're off, even if you're not (laughs) willing to acknowledge that. Yeah, I was watching a, a video the other day by Jordan Peterson, and he talked about the need for honesty so that you can live the adventure of your own life. Mm-hmm. And if you're not honest, you miss out on the adventure that is your life. Yes. And the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, by being dishonest, we're not even in the game. Yeah, you're not, you're not living in reality. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, the next one is successfully challenging your inner critic. So. So more, I know, more CBT. (laughs) I'm a big CBT guy. So cognitive behavior therapy. And that's the idea that we feel the way we think. That's just an easy way to kind of summarize it. Mm -hmm. But your inner critic, I think everybody knows what that means. Right. Your voice. (laughs) That little voice that is so hard on you. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot about affirmations. Yes. And, um, affirmations are just positive statements about yourself and we hope you're doing them. You can do mantras, Uh affirmations, people call them different things. Hopefully you're doing them in the mirror. Yes. That's a big homework assignment I like to give. (laughs) But yes, yes. Things like I love and accept myself completely. I feel valued and special. I am worthy and capable. Yep. Right. So as you're 
going through life and you're noticing negative self-talk, you're noticing that inner critic, being able to come back and then say some of these mantras, some of these things that, and you'll find ones that hit you very deeply specifically. Like you'll just, yeah. you know, when you have one, you're just like, oh yeah, that's, that's what I need to hear for me. Yep. And so don't be afraid to play with it and find the exact wording and the nuance of what really speaks to you. I, I always like it when clients come in and they say, well, you know, I tried those affirmations, the one I give, which I'm kind of proud of, but that's fine. <laughs> and they didn't really fit. So they have new ones and they're always really good. Yeah. And it's like, how does that one feel? And they're like, it feels really good. Great. Yes. Do that one. Yes. So find what works for you. And then when you're having those that those inner critic moments, you can come back with this positive, right? Like just like in relationships where you want that five to one positive to negative right. ratio, Thank right? Thank you, John Gottman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Like that's what the research shows that they've done, right? The same is going to be true for yourself, right? right? You want that five to one ratio for yourself where you're giving yourself five times more positive reinforcements than the negative. Like, right. can you imagine how your life would be different if you did that? Right. Yeah. And the good news is I know you may be thinking, well, is this going to change? I've been doing this my whole life or I've been feeling this way my whole mm -hmm. life. The good news is your brain can be reprogrammed. Absolutely. Uh, if There's... you do this consistently enough, you'll notice that in hard situations, you're automatically going to it's okay. Yes. Not like before where it was all failure and inadequacy stuff. Yes. Yes. Like you totally blow it and you go, oh, I love and accept myself completely, <laughs> even in this moment. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And you look back and go, wow, yeah, this is very different than it used to be. Yes. This idea that you become your own best friend instead of your own worst enemy or this inner critic. Mm-hmm. And a good rule of thumb, you hear this a lot in CBT interventions, is don't ever say anything to yourself that you would not tell someone that you love. So think of like a child. Usually this is pretty universally, I, I really love my child. I only want good things for them. And if you find yourself saying something to yourself that you would never say to your child, <laughs> that's a pretty good indication that you need to make a change. Yes, that's a good one. Yes, I like that. Another really good thing you can do is, and, and really need to do, is you have to find experiences where you feel loved. So if you're trying to increase your sense of self-worth, which is another way of saying you believe that you're lovable mm -hmm. and worthy, you need to try to put yourself in situations and with people and in places where there is love being shown to you. The right. hard part about that is, we can get used to rejecting love wherever it shows up and we're in situations where there is love, yes. but we don't accept it. Yes. Uh, and that is hard. Part of this process will be, I'm going to surround myself where messages of um, importance and worth and value are being uh, given, mm -hmm. portrayed, and I have to sometimes build those I have to go to places. I have to be with people that make me feel good, that show that they love me. And you might find that you're in a lot of situations where there isn't a lot of love or acceptance. And right. we don't want those to continue in your life. 
Right. And going back to what you were saying just a minute ago, as you're in those situations and that can be a beautiful experience of starting to recognize, Oh, maybe there's love here that I'm not accepting. Okay. What about, what is it about, you know, inside of me that's going on that is like trying to keep me from yeah. accepting that, that inner critic stuff. Yes. Or the angry manager, whatever that part is that says those things <laughs> and feels those things, right? Right, right. And then kind of walking yourself through those things so that when you're in those situations of love, you are more able to accept and feel them. Yeah, exactly. So that's a big one. And I mean, it just makes sense, right? In order to believe you're lovable, you need to be in situations where there is love actually coming your way. Right. And so that's a big one. Okay. Uh, next one is to create opportunities where you can experience success. Oh, this is a big one. Yes. They're all big ones. They're all big. I know. I every time we're everything. like, this one's so great. So you want to like find, um, find spaces, find things where you are going to be able to succeed. Right. Sometimes we um, get into spaces where we're wanting to just shoot for the stars, but we're not yeah. giving ourselves sufficient space or time to be successful right. in that endeavor. Yeah. Or goals right. that are just not very realistic. Or yes. if they're accomplished, it'll take a long time and mm -hmm. a lot of work. And so there's not a lot in between right. here and there to make us feel good. Right. We, we used to, when we had, um, I was clinical director of a adolescent boys treatment center. And you can imagine these boys are coming with very low self-worth. I mean, their whole attitude, energy, body language was really, really low. And we would give them lots of tasks that were simple mm -hmm. and we would build up, but we would start simple and they would have such a sense of accomplishment by doing something and finishing something. Right. And we knew the value of, if you want them to feel better about themselves um, give them something they can do that they can actually finish and complete and they will feel better. And so right. a sense of accomplishment is huge in this too. Yeah. Even if it's something as simple as a list, yeah. like, like your daily list yep. and, and even putting on, so I've done this before, right? Like even putting on the most basic things, like I got out of bed, right? Yeah. Like check the yep. box. Good I job. Took a shower. I took a shower, uh -huh. right? And, and putting these things and it, it seems silly, right? Like we go, Oh my goodness. Like, yes, you got out of bed. Congratulations. Right. But there is a space of accomplishment, right? And that can really help when you're struggling to just, yeah, list out all the things you need to do that day. All the things you're going to do that day and just check them off. And like, then it's this big high five pat on the back. Look at how awesome I am. I checked that box today. Yep. Because I could have not. Yeah, I exactly. Could have not right. This is something and you will feel better. It, you will, it'll it's, work. It's true. It totally works. It totally works. Okay. We're going to pause there and we're going to come back next time and keep talking about some of these ways that we can in, improve our self esteem, right? Because your worth is a hundred percent. We're going to talk more about that and how doing that then eliminates and busts the shame. Yep. Join us. Okay. See you then. 
Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.